Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of esophageal carcinoma found under the oncology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 56-year-old man presents to the emergency department for difficulty with eating. Initially, he had difficulty keeping down solid foods and now liquids. He has noticed a 25-pound unintentional weight loss. Medical history is notable for bare esophagus. An upper endoscopy demonstrates a distal esophageal mass where a tissue biopsy is performed and is notable for adenocarcinoma. Let's continue with an introduction to esophageal carcinoma. As a general overview, remember that this refers to a malignancy affecting the esophagus, and most cases of esophageal malignant tumors are due to squamous cell carcinoma and adenocarcinoma. With regards to epidemiology, remember that this tends to affect patients that are over 50 years of age and it affects men more often than women. Risk factors include smoking and alcohol, which is associated with squamous cell carcinoma and typically affects the middle esophagus. Another risk factor is bare esophagus and gastroesophageal reflux disease. This is associated with adenocarcinoma and typically affects the distal esophagus. Conditions that are associated include bare esophagus, Bloom syndrome, and Fanconi anemia. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include progressive dysphagia, and on exam, one may note weight loss. In terms of further imaging, upper gastrointestinal endoscopy with biopsy is indicated as the initial study of choice in obtaining a histologic confirmation of malignancy. And with regards to the differential, make sure to think about acid reflux, with differentiating factors being that there will be an absence of malignancy on esophageal biopsy. In terms of treatment, remember that treatment is dependent on the tumor's pathology, location, and evidence of metastasis. Complications related to esophageal carcinoma include esophageal obstruction, dysphagia and subsequent malnourishment, and tracheoesophageal fistula. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, negative factors include an increased grade and evidence of metastasis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to esophageal carcinoma, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 62-year-old man comes to the office complaining of dysphagia that started four to five months ago. He reports that he initially had difficulty swallowing only solid foods. More recently, he has noticed some trouble swallowing liquids. The patient also complains of fatigue, a chronic cough that worsens at night, and burning chest pain that occurs after he eats. He says that he has used over-the-counter antacids for years with mild relief. He denies any change in diet, but says he has gone down a pant size or two. The patient has hypertension and hyperlipidemia. He takes amlodipine and atorvastatin. He smoked one pack of cigarettes a day for 12 years while in the military, but quit 35 years ago. He drinks one to two beers on the weekend while he is golfing with his friends. His diet consists mostly of pasta, pizza, and steak. The patient's temperature is 98 degrees Fahrenheit, or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 143 over 91, and pulse is 80 beats per minute. His BMI is 32. Physical exam reveals an obese man in no acute distress. No masses or enlarged lymph nodes are appreciated upon palpation of the neck. Cardiopulmonary exam is unremarkable. An endoscopy is performed, which identifies a lower esophageal mass. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Adenocarcinoma Choice 2. Nutcracker esophagus Choice 3. Plummer-Vinson syndrome Choice 4. Small cell carcinoma or choice five, squamous cell carcinoma.
The best answer to this question is choice one, adenocarcinoma. The patient is presenting with symptoms consistent with chronic GERD, progressive dysphagia, and a lower esophageal mass, which is suggestive of adenocarcinoma. Esophageal tumors present with progressive dysphagia, weight loss, and hoarseness. Risk factors for adenocarcinoma include chronic GERD, obesity, a high calorie intake, and smoking. Adenocarcinoma is also the most common sequela of Barrett's esophagus. Tumors are typically located in the lower third of the esophagus. The most accurate test is an esophagogastroduodenoscopy with biopsy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. A nutcracker esophagus is a non-progressive motility disorder that causes hyperperistalsis. It presents most commonly in 60-70 to year old patients with chest pain that may occur with or without food ingestion and difficulty swallowing. It would not explain the patient's esophageal mass. Choice 3. Plummer-Vinson syndrome is associated with chronic iron deficiency anemia and presents most commonly in elderly women. It is characterized by esophageal webs that partially obstruct the upper esophagus, leading to difficulty swallowing and chronic cough. Choice 4. Small cell carcinoma of the esophagus is rare. The tumors tend to be aggressive with early metastasis and poor prognosis. Choice 5. Squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus is another common cause of esophageal cancer. Risk factors include smoking, drinking, achalasia, Plummer-Vinson syndrome, zinc or selenium deficiency, viral infections, hot beverages, and N-nitroso compounds, which are found in processed meats. Tumors are typically seen in the upper two-thirds of the esophagus. Finally, a bullet summary. The main risk factor for adenocarcinoma of the esophagus is chronic GERD or acid exposure, while alcohol and smoking are associated with squamous cell carcinoma. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 67-year-old man presents to the emergency department with anxiety and trouble swallowing. He states that his symptoms have slowly been getting worse over the past year, and he now struggles to swallow liquids. He recently recovered from the flu. Review of systems is notable only for recent weight loss. The patient has a 33-pack year smoking history and is a former alcoholic. Physical exam is notable for poor dental hygiene and foul breath. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are... Choice 1, achalasia. Choice 2, globus hystericus. Choice 3, squamous cell carcinoma. Choice 4, viral-induced gastroparesis. Or choice 5, Zenker diverticulum. The best answer to this question is, choice 3, squamous cell carcinoma. This patient is presenting with a history of smoking and alcohol consumption with a chronic worsening of dysphagia, suggesting a diagnosis of squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus. Squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus occurs secondary to chronic irritation of the esophagus. This can include exposure such as alcohol, smoking, repeat hot beverage consumption, and untreated reflux disease. Patients will typically be older alcoholics or smokers and will present initially with dysphagia to solids, which progresses to dysphagia to liquids as the mass in the esophagus enlarges. Patients may complain of weight loss and painless lymphadenopathy as well. The diagnosis can be confirmed with a barium swallow followed by endoscopy with biopsy, and treatment involves a combination of surgical resection and chemotherapy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Achalasia presents in a younger man with dysphagia to solids followed by liquids. These patients tend to be generally healthy, and a tapered bird beak appearance would be seen on barium swallow. Monometry would demonstrate increased lower esophageal sphincter tone. Choice 2. 
Globus hystericus is associated with anxiety and presents with the sensation that there is something in the back of the patient's throat. However, there is no organic etiology to this diagnosis, as it is mostly a downstream complication of anxiety and panic. Choice 4. Viral-induced gastroparesis is possible after a viral syndrome and presents with dysphagia and a sensation of increased fullness with belching. This patient's chronic and progressive symptoms are unlikely to be associated with a post-viral syndrome. Choice 5. Zenker diverticulum presents secondary to a spastic cricopharyngeal muscle with regurgitation of undigested food particles, typically in an older female patient. A barium swallow will demonstrate a proximal outpouching, and endoscopy is contraindicated as it could rupture the pouch. Finally, a bullet summary. Squamous cell carcinoma of the esophagus presents with progressive dysphagia in a patient with a substantial history of smoking and alcohol use. For the third question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 55-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for trouble swallowing. The patient claims that he used to struggle when eating food if he did not chew it thoroughly, but now he occasionally struggles with liquids as well. He also complains of a retrosternal burning sensation whenever he eats. He also claims that he feels his throat burns when he lays down or goes to bed. Otherwise, the patient has no other complaints. The patient has a past medical history of obesity, diabetes, constipation, and anxiety. His current medications include insulin, metformin, and lisinopril. On review of systems, the patient endorses a 5-pound weight loss recently. The patient has a 22-pack-year smoking history and drinks alcohol with dinner. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 177 over 98. Pulse is 90 beats per minute. Respirations are 17 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. On physical exam, you note an overweight man in no current distress. Abdominal exam is within normal limits. Which of the following is the most appropriate confirmatory test for the underlying diagnosis? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Barium swallow. Choice 2. CT scan. Choice 3. Endoscopy. Choice 4. Manometry. Or choice 5. Omeprazole trial. The best answer to this question is choice 3. Endoscopy. This patient is presenting with progressive dysphagia and alarm symptoms, suggesting a diagnosis of esophageal carcinoma. The next best step in management is endoscopy with biopsy. Esophageal carcinoma presents with progressive dysphagia, which progresses from solids to liquids, and alarm symptoms. Alarm symptoms include weight loss, dysphagia or dynophagia, occult bleeding, and early satiety. Any patient with suspected esophageal carcinoma must undergo endoscopy with biopsy. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. A barium swallow is sometimes performed before endoscopy in esophageal cancer. However, endoscopy is a better answer and a more accurate test. Barium swallow is an appropriate initial test in achalasia. Choice 2. A CT scan could help identify lesions and metastasis. However, endoscopy is the best next step in management. Choice 4. Manometry would be the most accurate test for achalasia, which could also present with trouble swallowing and regurgitation. Choice 5. Omeprazole trial would be the next best step in management for diagnosing and treating GERD. Finally, a bullet summary. The best initial test for suspected esophageal cancer is endoscopy. That's all for this review about esophageal carcinoma. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. 
As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.